This is episode 212, Why Our Parents Trigger Us No Matter What Our Age. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. As you probably know, I just got married a week ago, and I'm currently on my honeymoon. And on the second to last day of our honeymoon, we are doing what we love the most, teaching a one-day workshop in London called Love Amplified. If you haven't joined us yet and you live anywhere in Europe or near London, even if you live on the East Coast of the U.S., pop on over the pond and join us for a one-day event that's going to be life-changing. Love Amplified is all about amplifying self-love, relational love, love of higher purpose and power. Steph's going to be guiding you through a transformational breathwork session. There's going to be hot seat coaching, experiential processes, and you'll leave with way more clarity and way more love in your life. Don't miss this unique opportunity to join us, christinehasser.com slash London dash 2019. Also, you may have heard me share about the Be The Queen program. This is a program straight from my heart that Steph and I are teaching together. It is for women who are ready and willing to call in their man, not the dude to date, not the one to have fun with, but that partner to create your life with. If you want to learn more about that program, it begins in November. So time is ticking and it is filling up quickly. We have about five spots left. Go to christinehassler.com slash be the queen. I'm going to be teaching everything I learned in my calling him in program that I designed for myself, basically. You also get a one-on-one session with Steph. You get live group coaching calls with both of us. You get some of my courses for free. It's there's there's a lot. So go check out the page. All right. So this week I decided to re-air a classic episode, one that came out in 2015. So if you've been listening for a while, maybe you've heard it, but I guarantee you probably won't remember because it was almost four years ago. And I picked one that deserves a re-listen. It's about why our parents trigger us. And it's a topic that comes up often in the show. And I think you're really going to enjoy listening for the first time or listening again. In all transparency, my Wi-Fi situation has been a little difficult, so I haven't been able to book live calls with people. I'm hoping to pick that up again next week so I can air a fresh episode for you next week. But until then, enjoy listening to this episode either for the first time or again. I wanted to play a call that has to do with parents because a lot of us spend time with our parents during the holiday season, or if you're not actually with a parent, you may be missing them, maybe they've passed or they're not in your life anymore or heard about maybe why they're not showing up. So parents play a big role in our life and what they did or didn't do sees a lot of our belief systems and consequent behavior. Now that's great if we felt unconditionally loved and were encouraged and had parents that made us feel really safe and secure, but that's not the case for everyone. So if you had a parent who abandoned you or felt like they abandoned you was overly critical, maybe cheated on your other parent, had an addiction of some kind, didn't make you feel safe and so on, you can probably relate to having what feels like some pretty intense challenges of your own as an adult. So if that's you, first you have my compassion. I'm sorry that you may not have felt loved and acknowledged. And because I'm a stand for you, 
having the life you truly desire rather than be a victim of your circumstances, I want to support you in getting over it and on with it. And by it, I mean whatever hurt or blame you're still holding on regarding a parent. And all of us, no matter what kind of parents you have, we're going to have issues and lessons with our parents. And if you are a parent, you're going to do or have done things that your kids are going to have to process. Because if you haven't noticed, we are all human, including our parents. You know, they don't get a manual for when kids are born and you don't get a manual for when your kids are born. So we've got to kind of take this expectation of perfection off of it. So let's look at why our relationship with our parents is so major. You know, why does it affect us so much? Well, obviously, because for most of us, they're the people we spend the most time with and feel most connected to. And if they're not around, we see that the societal norm is to be with your parents. And so if we don't have them, then we feel like something's missing. And they're the people that make us feel safe and secure. But I want to dive a little deeper today about something I've talked about in past episodes. And that's about how we project God onto our parents. So let me explain, because this is what's behind so many of our expectations and why this makes us such a tender subject. So when we're born, we are totally connected to source, universe, spirit, divine, whatever you call it. I'm going to use the word God just to keep it simple. That word doesn't work for you. Insert whatever word does. So when we're born, we feel that connection. There's no separation. We know we're loved. We know we're one. We know we're connected to God and everyone else. And then as part of the human journey, we fall into the illusion of separation. We begin to feel that disconnect from God. And who do we project God on? Our parents. So we expect them to be this unconditional source of love that's always there for us and always makes us feel safe and secure because that's what God is. And then when it gets projected on our parents, if they don't live up to it, it really, really hurts. And then what do we do? As adults, we stop looking for it from our parents necessarily, and we go and project God on romantic partners. So then the way we look for romantic partners is both to fill the voids our parents didn't fill and also put these expectations on them that they're supposed to complete us and they're supposed to unconditionally love us. And it's just a lot of pressure on anyone. So I want to free you of this because part of our journey as adults is to reparent ourselves and really ultimately come back to that connection we have with source, with God, where the unconditional love is just the truth. Remember, your parents aren't God. Please stop putting that expectation on them. As an adult, it's your responsibility to heal those wounds and really let go. Otherwise, you're constantly going to be searching in the wrong place. So have compassion for them, compassion for their journey. And you'll hear me coach our caller, Sam, on how to do this in today's call. So as you are listening, consider... Do you feel like you have a lot of awareness, especially about your past and your relationship with your parents, but nothing is really changing in your present? Are you a coach or in the self-help profession like today's caller is and perhaps hold yourself to a higher standard that you should be over things and know better? Are you still longing for something that you did not get from your parents, hoping someday you will? Are you chasing it in romantic situations, but keep getting hurt? Do you continue to hope that parent changes and shows up differently and continue to get hurt and disappointed and left with an expectation hangover? 
Do you find yourself irritable or short-tempered with others and you're frustrated because you know that's not who you are and you don't want to be that way? Before we dive into the show, want to thank my sponsor for this week, a sponsor that I'm really proud to endorse, which is BetterHelp. BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you if there's something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, grief, self-esteem, and more. You can connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. Anything you share is confidential and convenient. You can get help at your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. If you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option for over and non with it listeners because you get 10% off your first month with discount code over it. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash over it. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. Betterhelp.com slash over it. And now on to my coaching call with Samantha. Thanks, Christine. Um, My question is around how to stop being so hard on other people. I also do a lot of coaching and I'm very self-aware person and I've done a lot of like self-love, self-worth work, but I find myself often getting really hurt by people and then shutting down or reacting really negatively. And I'm pushing people away doing the exact thing that I don't want to do. And I, mm. I would just love some outside perspective on what I'm missing. Cause I, I know what I'm doing, but I don't know why still. Mm. Well, I love the awareness and I love your willingness to take responsibility uh, without overly self-blame. This is huge. And this is, I just want to point that out for people listening because you are someone that coaches others and you've done work. And I just want to acknowledge you and highlight the level of awareness and responsibility you're willing to take without shame, you know, because we all you know, have behaviors and do things that were like, okay, like that's not optimal, you know, based Mm -hmm. on how much I know, I'm not sure why I'm doing this. And this is super important for people that, that are coaches or do any kind of personal growth work, because I feel like sometimes we hold ourselves to a higher standard and even judge ourselves more harshly when we see ourselves acting in ways that aren't necessarily in alignment with what we preach and teach. So I just, I just want to commend you for bringing this forward and and also say it's super normal just because we're on the path and we have awareness does not mean we're perfect and and you're still learning. So the, the thing that just comes up for me first, I mean, the most obvious is, you know, we we're hard on other people because we're hard on ourselves. So you're probably still working on some negative self-talk relationship with self. Um, so that that's there, but, but I'm being guided in a different direction because I think that the reason why this part is still kind of hanging on is it's protecting you in some way. I, it feels like to me, there's some hurt from your past that you haven't quite let go of. And this sort of bully, I don't want to say bully, but this part of you, whatever we want to call that is coming out as a protective strategy. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Do you know what it is? Do you know what the unresolved hurt is? I feel like I do. And I feel like I've done work on it, but I know that there's stuff missing. So um, my what's coming to mind is my parents' divorce when I was three and my dad essentially just kind of left and didn't want to have anything to do with my brother or I until we got old enough to basically do things for him. And even now 
takes no responsibility for not being in our lives. And I know that, you know, I know that he was doing the best he could, like all of that I can rationalize, but I think there's a part of me that doesn't still is like, but still, I know that this is true, but still, why did it happen? So maybe, Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) And, And when you ask that question, why did it happen? What do you come up with? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't have an answer. Like I, it's, it's a rational answer. It's people are people like they're not perfect and they do the best that they can. And, you know, you've done really well, you know, in spite of, or despite all of that. And so you just need to, you know, forgive and move forward. And I, I, I feel like I just don't know how, even though I want to do it. And I listened to one of your podcasts, right? Like the action I want to take is, is different than the belief that I have. There's that disconnect that is keeping me stuck. Mm -hmm. So it's wonderful that you understand it and it's wonderful. You want to get to forgiveness. Um, but I just want to be careful that you're not doing spiritual bypass. So Mm -hmm. have, cause you're, you're angry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's very human and very understandable. And I'm not saying being angry at someone is a place to stay forever, but it's important that we acknowledge that and we let that come out. So have you really expressed, and I don't mean at him, but have you really, really dealt with your anger and your pissed offedness about this? I feel like I have. I feel like the the childhood stuff I've dealt with, I think it's the current day stuff that I don't understand, to be okay. honest. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're definitely linked. How have you dealt with the childhood anger stuff? Um, I've worked with coaches. I've done a lot of, you know, personal development work. Like I've done the landmark forum. I actually talked to him. I did that enrollment conversation and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that was really therapeutic and I've done a lot of journaling about it. And so I, I do feel like I've come to peace with that, but it's, it's, in the present, like now he, he says, I don't know what you're talking about. I was there for you as a, when you were a kid. And it's like, it just isn't true. And so this part of me is like, you know, if he acknowledged that he wasn't the greatest dad then, but there's an opportunity for us to have a relationship now, I could accept that. But him fabricating our life, I I don't know how to accept that. Mm, And that's the part that still makes you mad. That's the part that makes me mad. Yeah. Okay. And what would it do for you if he did accept it? If he said, you know, Sam, you're right. I was wrong. I wasn't there. What would that do for you? I think that that would allow us to actually try to have some kind of a relationship, like in the scope of what he can give, you know, like not based on my expectations and what I think it should look like, but just some kind of a relationship that is real and honest and adult. And what would having a relationship that is real and honest and adult with him do for you? I feel like it would, I feel like it would fill the gap that I feel like I feel that, that I'm not lovable. Like I know that I have this theme that runs through my life that I feel like if people act a certain way, it's because I'm not lovable or I'm not good Mm -hmm. enough. And I feel like it'll fill that. Okay. So in a sense, you're still trying to get him to be the dad he wasn't when you were little. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you keep getting disappointed mm-hmm. because he's not capable. Yeah. So as long as you continue hanging on to that want, 
you'll continue to feel the void. And this is where the spiritual part becomes incredibly important because we project God onto our parents. You know, we're born, we feel the illusion of separation. Who becomes God? Mom and dad. So in a lot of ways, you've made this man who, you know, is basically, I'm going to be kind of graphic. He had sex and had you. That's pretty much his part in it, right? (laughs) But you're projecting like he's the source of all love. Yep. And that's unfair to do to him and it's unfair to do to you. And so really this doesn't shift until you're willing to fully accept, even if you don't like it, but fully accept this. I'm not going to get it. He's not my source. And yeah, I agree. And I just, I guess I just don't know how to do that, you know? And I, I've like, I've cut my relationship with him because it, it feels better for me to not interact with him. Like it feels But then, you know, I feel guilty about that or, you know, then I think, what if he passed away? How would I feel? And it's so, it's like, I really, I don't know how to really accept. Well, it's really to me, not so much about trying to accept, um, what did or didn't happen or any of that. It's really about accepting him as who he is. What's his, can you say his first name? Yeah, of course. Uh, Tony. Tony. So if you took this out of the context of dad and just made him Tony, another human being with his own struggles and parents that may not have been there for him, and you you took off the expectations you have of him as father, and you just looked at him as Tony, another person on the journey. Like, can you look at him not as as your dad? Can you just look at him human to human and tell me what you see? Yeah, when I do that, I just want to cry. Like, I feel so sad for him. Like, I really, so it's like a matter of either I'm sad for him because he's had a really hard life or I'm angry at him and I just feel neither option feels good. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But underneath the sadness and the anger, what is there? Yes, there's, there's love. Like, I just want to give him love. I feel like that's what he, you know, that's what we all want, but I feel like that is what he needed or needs. Well, it's not about you giving him anything, Sam. You don't have to give him anything. It's about you being love. It's about giving yourself to, giving yourself permission to just be you. And not be angry and not try to save him because you bounce back and forth between, you know, being angry and wanting to lash out at him and trying to save him. And that's what's happening in your life. You're either coaching people or you're pissed off at them. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, you know, you know that coaching people isn't about saving them. It's about really seeing the truth of who they are and helping them remember. And it's about not having any expectations of someone. Yeah, I need to do some work with that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Because mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a theme. It's a pattern in my life. You know, my original question was going to be around men, and I I attract men that are exactly like my dad, where I feel like I need to prove to them that I'm so great and that I they deserve love and they can love me. And it's just this pattern that just keeps showing up. Yep. Well, and how wonderful, like how wise of your soul and you to have this pattern to try to heal this core issue about dad. Like, that's great. That's great. But you can, so you can either keep playing the pattern out or you can do something drastically different in terms of your relationship with dad. And the biggest thing is to let them, let him off the hook for being your dad. Just take that responsibility out. And really go to the source of the divine father, whatever your spiritual practice is, that's your source. And so it's time for you to, and I'm going to be a little direct here. I hope that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, To not be lazy when it comes to your spiritual practice. I actually don't have one, which is one thing I wanted to talk to you about. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There you go. So this is... You know, it's it's very interesting the different things that bring us back to God. And, and insert whatever word works for you if God doesn't work. But again, like we all are born feeling that connection to source and then things happen and we feel separated and our whole life is about trying to get back to that. So your setup in this life was through your dad. And, you know, you keep trying to fix this dad-daughter relationship that isn't fixable because it's like I say, you're trying to go to a Chinese restaurant when you want nachos. Like your dad isn't capable of being the person you want, at least not now. Who knows? Down the road, things may change. He may shift. But it's not your job to wake him up. Right. And it's not, it's also not your right to expect him to change just because he gave birth to you. See, it's like we project these expectations onto people that gave birth to us, that they're supposed to be this certain way, you know, and a lot of times they're just not, they just can't. And we can either spend the rest of our lives upset about it and trying to change it and trying to have the relationship we didn't have with them as kids now or dating people that are just like them and trying to get it that way. Or we can just accept it and go, all right, how do I want to reparent myself? And how do I want to connect back to source? So I stop trying to get love from someone or something outside of me. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've been like resisting that because I think that advice is exactly what I need and I was hoping I could do it another way. (laughs) Why? I don't know. I, I mean, I guess there's a part of me that's, you know, scared that I'm going to do it and it's not going to work. You know, I'm going to put my energy into something and I'm going to be in the same place. And then, you know, as a coach, I'm going to feel like I not walking my talk or that what I believe doesn't work. I guess there's, that's a lot of it. Mm -hmm. I hear you. But here's the thing. When you really put your energy into something that's in the right direction, has it really ever not worked Like putting your energy into patterns that just loop. I can see how that wouldn't work. But when you've put your energy into something that was more in the direction that you wanted to go, 
if you look back at your life, I bet it has worked. It has. Yeah, it definitely has. So why would this be any different? I don't know. And I, and I, like, I, I did so much work on myself and healed a health condition. Like I'm not a stranger to hard work. And yet I, I have this block around this and I, I can't figure out why. Cause sweetheart, this is a hard one. Like really grieving that we didn't have the relationship with a parent. It's, it's a big owie. Because the thing is why this is so hard to let go of is because some part of you still has hope mm-hmm, totally. that he's going to come around and be the daddy that you want. Yep. It's true. Yeah. And so letting go of trying to fix it feels like also letting go of that hope. Because I know, I mean, I know that I'm worthy of the love. You know, I'm, it's not like I f- don't think that I am. Like, I know that I am. So it's of course this, you like, are. you know, it's this disconnect between being like, why can't he see it? And why can't other people see it? You know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people see things, but it doesn't mean they act differently. A lot of times love scares people. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people who do see you and do love you in your life. When I'm not being really mean to them yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when you stop playing out this pattern, that will change. Mm-hmm. So how do I start? How do I develop a spiritual practice? How do I stop resisting it? <laughs> well... The first thing I would do is just write write a letter that you don't mail to your dad about how you're just letting him go. You're just letting go of the of the expectations you have of him. And you're just okay. like letting him be him. And just let yourself grieve that. Let yourself cry and if the anger comes up let yourself hit and scream and yell into a pillow, like move that energy out of your body. That's important. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of the spiritual practice, you know, the best way to start is just in this place of surrender, kind of go help <laughs> like whoever, whatever, I don't know what to call you, God, universe source. This is my way of praying. Show me, guide me. I'm willing and just see what happens. But honestly, like I could recommend lots of different spiritual practices to you. But the first thing is really just to get on your knees and ask for help and ask to be shown. And then you'll start to see that all of a sudden, like someone will mention a teacher or a book will jump out at you or you'll hear something or you'll be invited to some event. Okay. But your willingness, which I really feel from you, Sam, like I really feel your heartfelt willingness, your willingness will lead the way because it's not my right to tell you what your spiritual practice is. That's something that's so sacred and so intimate to you and something to discover on your own. But start with asking. Okay. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. 
Yeah. And I just want to say you have my compassion and I'm sorry that Tony wasn't the dad that you wanted him to be. And on some level you picked him, you picked him and healing this is going to give you such a depth of compassion, not just for him, but for others. And that irritability and that frustration, that meanness that you judge about yourself, that will start to go away. But remember, compassion is being with suffering. It's not fixing it. It's not making it wrong. It's not judging it. It's not feeling sorry for it. It's just being with so that's the biggest thing to do with yourself right now is just to have compassion. Yeah, absolutely. So once again, I am so touched and grateful to have such vulnerability on this show. The courage always touches my heart and I want to thank Samantha for being willing to really go for it on the call. So as you heard in the call, the love we feel like we didn't get as a child will be something we will continue to chase, usually unsuccessfully, until we let go of wanting it, start giving it to ourselves, really feel that connection back to God, and then we start opening up to all the other sources of love around us. You know, I often say we have to stop going to Chinese restaurants when we want nachos. Your parents are who your parents are. They can give you some things. They may not be capable of giving you other things. Stop going to them for the other things. Find other people in your life who can fulfill that. But remember, first it comes from having that loving parenting relationship with yourself. So there were lots of roads to go down in this session with Sam. And if I had her for longer, I would have. So I want to address some of the issues that came up that we didn't fully explore now. First, I talked about how she may be using self-criticism as protection. Uh, That way she's really, really hard on herself and then that leaks out to being angry and irritable with others. So a lot of times when we feel like we didn't get the love we want, we're kind of meaner to ourselves on the inside as a way to protect ourselves. It's like, all right, well, if I'm mean and make myself miserable on the inside, then anything that happens on the outside isn't as disappointing. And then the other thing underneath that is when we feel hurt, we also a lot of times feel angry and women especially aren't so great at processing anger. Sam talked a little bit about how she did Landmark Forum and some other things. And I've done Landmark Forum and it's a beautiful thing. And it's also highly mental. And sometimes we just need to really feel the anger and get it out in a therapeutic, cathartic way. And that's where the emotional section in expectation hangover is really, really useful. So if you relate to kind of feeling irritable, angry, like you snap at people, like you may have some unprocessed anger or hurt, I highly, highly, highly recommend the emotional section of expectation hangover and use the temper tantrum technique. I know it sounds silly, but trust me, it works. The other thing I really wanted to emphasize, it's the difference between awareness and integration. And I know a lot of you, especially a lot of you that listen to this show, you've done a lot of personal growth work. You really could analyze yourself to death and you're like, 
oh, but why aren't things changing? And it's because it takes actually changing behavior. Knowing's not enough. So for example, in Samantha's case, she had the awareness about her relationship with her dad, but her her behavior hadn't changed because she hadn't fully forgiven him. And she also was still going back to him. You know, she kept going back to that Chinese restaurant wanting nachos and bouncing between feeling sorry for someone, which isn't compassion, that's sympathy, and being angry at them. So for her, it's really shifting her behavior, deepening in her spiritual practice, accepting her father for who he is, giving up any kind of fantasy of him ever, ever, ever changing. So that's where integration really happens when we really change behavior and get to deep levels of acceptance and forgiveness. So remember, your life does not have to be about finding ways to fill and heal your childhood voids and wounds. Do the work now to parent yourself so you can truly, truly live into your full potential. And now I want to leave you with some action steps and takeaways to help you implement what you learned today. Number one, what are you still looking for from your parent? You know, what do you still want? What are you still hoping someday you get? And what do you need to let go of? Two, how can you see your parents through eyes of compassion? What is their human story? You know, when looking at their choices, don't just say, oh, people do what they do. Be compassionately curious so you can understand their behavior and stop taking it so personally. And remember, just because someone isn't acting the way you want doesn't mean they don't love you. I've talked to so many parents who've told me with tears in their eyes how much they love their children, even though their behavior did not seem like they did. People really are doing the best they could. So consider that your parent or parents loved you the best they knew how. Now you know better. So love yourself better. Number three, let go. Forgive them and free yourself. Write a letter to whatever parent you really need to forgive. Maybe it's both. Letting it go, letting them off the hook. Just don't mail it. This is for you. Grieve, cry, move the energy, and then move on. And four, what are ways you can parent yourself Stop holding out for what you want from them and give it to yourself. And number five, if you don't have a spiritual practice, start one. In the coaching I gave Sam, I really encouraged her to just surrender to it, to ask for help. Get on your knees, ask for help and support and see what guidance shows up. See how you're led. Your willingness and intention will lead the way. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for putting up with a little more background noise in this episode. I can't really control a hotel hallway, but I was just so passionate about getting this episode out because I just love connecting with you every week. And I know you have lots of choices out there. So thank you. Thank you. And please go on the iTunes review page and rate and review the show if you're enjoying it. It means so much to me. Sending you so, so, so much love until next week. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.